You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Hello and welcome to War Horses, the number one podcast for intelligent and attractive people interested in Auburn Equestrian. I am your host, Auburn Elvis. Man, it is so good to be back. I hope everyone had a happy holiday, and also that 2020 is starting off well for you. Uh, it seems so long ago that Auburn Equestrian was just whooping up on the supposed number two Georgia Bulldogs. Well, 2020 is here, and we are about to begin the second half of the season. Auburn is 7-0, and and is the only undefeated NCAA equestrian team in the country. And we are looking forward to picking up right where we left off. But before we talk about the upcoming meets, let's talk about awards. Now, if you recall in our last podcast, I just gave a big old blanket congratulations to blank shout out uh, because I recorded that one before the monthly awards were announced. So now let's go back and make some specific mentions. First, Terry June Granger was awarded the SEC Reigning Writer of the Month for November. Uh, She won the reigning MOP at SMU and at home versus Georgia. So congratulations to Terry Jean. Next, we have Megan Knappick, who was both the SEC and the NCEA Fences Rider of the Month. Uh, Megan had consistently outstanding performances in all of her November meets, uh, winning her Fences points handedly at both, uh, not both, all three, uh, SMU, Texas A&M, and then Georgia at home. Now, along with them, and along with them, many other Tigers have been winning individual awards outside of their Auburn careers. I have a list here of all the things and the shows that they have won and been in, uh, but honestly, I don't don't really know how prestigious any of these are. So, instead of me just reading out this big long list of stuff I don't understand and then pretending what I know, you know, what it means, I'm just going to say this that we should all be very, very proud of how Paige Mathis, Alex Paulette, Anna Claire Smith, Taylor St. Jock, and Ava Stearns represented the strength of the Auburn Jumping Seat program. And we can also be very proud of how well Taylor Searles, Olivia Tardoff, Peyton Hall, Kara Kaufman, and Deanna Green have performed in their various Western competitions. So, good job, ladies. Now, right before Christmas, uh, athletes representing several of the Auburn Varsity programs competed in the highly competitive Gingerbread House competition. Auburn's equestrians uh, Mary McDaniel and Megan Knappick submitted a very, let's say, modern, impressionistic interpretation of what a gingerbread, gingerbread house should look like. And they finished a very strong second in the voting. So, good job, ladies. Uh, Also, 
the Auburn Equestrian Program overall was honored at the U.S. Equestrian Annual Meeting. Uh, a few years back, uh, U.S. Equestrian added a collection of awards so that they could recognize the various uh, intercollegiate uh, equestrian competitions that go on, and Auburn won the Pegasus Award for last season's perfect NCEA National Championship run. So, yay us. <laughs> One more mention here, uh, every year the NCEA selects eight former equestrian uh, athletes that embody noteworthy achievements in various areas. Those areas are, um, let's see, business, community engagement, education, the equine industry on the rider-trainer coaching side, the equine industry on the business side, health sciences and services, media and communications, and just general young alumni. Yay, they give you an award for being young nowadays. <laughs> oh, boy. So, I guess these awards are kind of like a Captain Planet situation where they get everybody together, they give them rings, and they can summon like a giant superhero horse or something that will save the day. But anyway, Auburn alumni Susan Dennis Gordon has been named the Distinguished Alumni in the area of business, which... I think we can all agree that is probably the most important one. Uh, back in 2013, uh, Susan founded her own pottery company, and she has grown that business to where now she employs 17 different artisans, and their products are carried by over 130 retailers all across the world. So it is good to see another Auburn Equestrian alum uh, making her mark on the world and putting her Auburn degree to good use. So War Eagle, Susan! Now, let's talk about recruiting. I also mentioned in the last podcast, uh, Auburn's initial signing class. Since then, uh, we've actually added four more signees to the 2020 class, and they are as following. Riley Montgomery of Oak Palika, Alabama, on the western side. Haiti Joe Tucker of Grafton, West Virginia, also on the western side. Then, on the jumping seat side, we have added... Grace Pearson of Seattle, Washington, and Gracie Sullivan of Montgomery, Alabama. So, all total for this class, Auburn has added uh, seven new Western riders and four new jumping seat riders. So, welcome to Auburn, ladies. Now, let's take a look around the sport. Lots of things are going on, and unfortunately, some of them are kind of bad news. The NCAA held its annual meeting this past weekend, and there were some interesting stuff that affected Team Equestrian. Uh, Team Equestrian has been an emerging sport for the last 17 years at the Division I and Division II levels, and the sport has been growing because of that. Uh, and the hope is that someday uh, it'll become full-on championship-level sport across all the divisions. Well, right now, it's currently not really recognized by Division III. Well, this weekend, there was a motion put in front of all the Division Three athletic directors on whether or not it would also be an uh, emerging sport at the D3 level. Well, the vote was expected to pass, but when everything got counted, the motion failed. And that was a big surprise. Uh, the thinking that I had heard was that adding Team Equestrian at the D3 level would have probably added uh, more teams into the NCAA, which would give all of the current teams more competition to ride against. It would have probably also gotten us more schools involved so that we would get to that championship level uh, status faster. So not really sure what caused so many folks to vote against this motion. Uh, I know there were a lot of questions about how adding 
um, team equestrian as an emerging sport would affect schools that already had existing equestrian club teams and IHSA teams, which IHSA isn't really a head-to-head. You you send all your riders off to shows, and then they score points individually, and that's kind of how those work. You don't do head-to-head like you do in team equestrian, as God intended. Um, so I guess maybe a bunch of folks were just scared of adding NCA team equestrian and how it would somehow compete with their existing programs and things. But anyway, uh, this issue probably ain't going to go away. In fact, you know, maybe next year it'll get brought up again, but at least for a year or more, um, we're not going to have it as an emerging sport at the D3 level. Um, so there you go. And everyone who voted against it, you know, they're probably dummies. Anyway. Looking ahead, uh, now let's talk about the upcoming Auburn meets. Auburn Equestrian is hitting the road this week. They are heading way out to California to play at UC Davis on Friday at noon central. And then the Tigers are going to drive over to Fresno State and ride against the Bulldogs at 1 p.m. central the following day. Let's look at UC Davis. They are unranked, and we really don't expect them to give Auburn too much of a scare. In fact... I think this will be another opportunity for the coaches to kind of test some of our depth and put in uh, some of those riders who no, whose names we don't really hear as often. Uh, if you recall, we actually have about five or six riders that we could put into multiple events, but I expect, expect we are probably not going to see that happen against the uh, Aggies. Instead, we'll probably send in almost 20 different riders for this one and just give a bunch of the ladies opportunities to compete. But on that next meet on Saturday, that's going to be a different story. In fact, this is the closest you'll see to a trap meet on this Auburn schedule. Uh, Fresno State is the number four team, but you take that with a grain of salt because right now, really every team below Auburn just keeps losing to Auburn. So they keep shuffling new teams in there. And this time it's Fresno State that has risen up through the shuffle. And now they get a chance to ride against Auburn. So they're number four basically because the rankings folks really don't have anybody else that they could put in there that hadn't lost Auburn yet. So Fresno State is number four. um, And they actually have uh, really good riders on that western side. Um, Let's see. They have actually upset at home. They're real good at home. They're not good on the road, but this is a home meet for them. So this is where you got to watch out. They've upset Texas A&M, Oklahoma State, and Baylor at their place. So Auburn has got to be focused on Saturday. Um, I don't think we're going to hold back uh, any of our top riders. We're probably going to see, you know, Taylor St. Jacques and Deanna Green, Langmire and Stearns. They're probably going to ride in, all of them are probably going to ride in multiple events on Saturday because that's typically what you see when you when we face these, um, uh, these highly ranked teams. Uh, so when you look at the, each individual event and how that's probably going to shake out, Auburn, of course, is ranked number one in every individual event. Uh, Fresno State is actually ranked number two in the individual reigning event. So that could be a very close contest. Um, They're actually led by a freshman, uh, Bailey Alexander. She is undefeated so far this year, and she holds three MOP honors uh, to her credit. So she is quite good. So it will be very interesting to see who ends up uh, riding against her and how that individual head-to-head goes down. Uh, Fresno is also very strong in the horsemanship event. They're ranked number four in the nation in that individual event. Uh, So in reigning and horsemanship, you know, they're real good on the Western side. They're not very good. They're not even ranked on the uh, jumping seat. So we should clean up points on that jumping seat 
And if we can just hang and stay even with them on the western side, we'll carry the day. But as you, you know, could see with, say, Texas A&M and Oklahoma State and Baylor, they weren't able to do that. And, you know, they let the meat get away from them and Fresno State got those upsets. Well, you know, they're looking to upset Auburn, but, you know, hopefully we're, we're going to overpower them. And I, I think we will, but it, it will be closer than I think a lot of people would expect. Because, again, Fresno State is so dang good at home. So, uh, now after those two meets, uh, Auburn's going to be coming back over to the South and we'll actually be visiting Georgia the following weekend. That's going to be a tough road stretch, but our fall schedule has really prepared us for these hard road, uh, road meets. If you remember, we rode against five different teams on the road in the fall. And so that experience is really going to carry over into this, um, into this, uh, spring part of the season. So Auburn really did a good job scheduling this year. I mean, just the way it all started going out and playing at UT Martin, playing two teams, uh, you know, one at their place and then Oklahoma State, it was a neutral site. And then having that real tough visit into Texas where we, you know, had to face a Texas A&M team at the top of their game. All of that really set Auburn up well to compete here in this spring season when this is probably going to be our toughest um, road stretch where we've got, you know, this trip out to California followed up by a trip to Georgia. After that, we got a bunch of home meets and then we, I think we go on the road one more time. So it's all really setting up well for Auburn. This was whoever did the scheduling, I guess it was Greg Williams, did an excellent job of scheduling. Um, I mean, some of it's just serendipity. I mean, you don't know when you're making the schedule that Oklahoma State is going to turn out to be so good. And so getting a win off of them, you know, right off the bat turns out to be this awesome thing. Or how, you know, Texas A&M is going to be this young up and down team. And so catching them at their place early gives you that real uh, opportunity to excel or that, you know, Georgia is going to completely fold in the rain when they come to Auburn, you know, and now that's going to hang over their heads. The next time they play Auburn, they're, they're going to be thinking, oh my gosh, we got embarrassed when we went to Auburn. So maybe they try too hard or, you know, so again, this schedule has really been set up well for Auburn. So I'm very, very um, uh, optimistic on how well Auburn's going to do in the spring section. Uh, but we'll talk about all that as it gets closer. Um, in fact, you know, by the time we talk again, we will have had, you know, three more meets. Uh, sorry, two more meets that we can talk about. And then we'll also have the upcoming Georgia meet to talk about. So, so that is all uh, for this podcast. Be sure to follow Auburn Equestrian's progress this weekend online. Uh, the Auburn uh, Twitter account's going to be live tweeting both of those meets. I'll probably be commenting about them as well. And then, you know, once that's over, we'll get back together with another podcast talking about these hopefully two great Auburn victories that we got on the road. So once again, I am your host, Auburn Elvis. Thank you very much for listening. War Eagle and War Horses. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?